was, I was just talking to Dova with, with uh, the way something people are really forgetting these days. And Betty, the, the one song I did learn to play, I've for, since forgotten it, was I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Now you hear that out there? No turning back, people. <laughs> Didn't we sing that? That's right. Yeah, didn't we no mean it? Back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What I do? I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. Don't go with me. Still I will follow. Don't go with me. Still I will follow. Don't go with me. Still I will follow. No turning back. Extra Bibles. I'm not sure where those were moved. Um, um, look over there, Mom. Oh, under here? Yeah, is that them right there? Yeah, there should. Uh, that might have been where we stuck them, three or four, on that, that, that middle shelf thing. Mm -hmm. In the middle right there. Okay. Um, Just I wasn't in this room, so I'm very much. Right? Okay. <laughs> Did you find them? Should be four. Should be four or five. Pastor Judy, one of Pastor Judy's Bibles. Which one is that, that one? Really? I didn't ever use it before, but I, I have this green Bible I swiped back from Dwayne. I loaned it to him and then swiped it back, Pastor yep. Gary. Yep. The binder's all busted yep. down. Oh, no. Is this thing right here? It is. That's happened to a few are, of mine. These are the extras. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I washed one accidentally. It was in with my blankets because I was oh. reading on the bed. <laughs> oh, it sounds to yeah. me like what? Pastor yeah. Gary's no. been studying in here. Yeah. Oh, we got a whole NKJV. one I like a lot. Are you trying? Yeah, I can never figure out the these and those and dosed and dust in here, Pastor Gary. I think those. I don't know. I think those are. What Bible is this? I think those are Pastor Judy's notes. These are. I recognize the writing. New Living. Okay, that's the one I like. The New Living. That's the one my favorite one to read and study out of. I think Dola has ordered me a large, large print New Living Bible. 
large. Oh. So this is this was her mother's large print, so our mother could read. So it's a faith can, Bible, is what it is. I need one I can stick in my purse, and eat, but it needs to be large print. Right, it won't be little for you in your purse. No. So anyway, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, I, I, you singing that, Dwayne, reminds me of the other song uh, that we did Sunday morning at the very end. Remember that one, Betty? Lord, prepare me, yeah. yeah. And a few before, whenever I was preparing all that, the Lord gave me a couple of additional verses to it and wrote them down. That's what we. That's those last two verses that we did up there that go right along with it. Yeah. And I think that's a very appropriate one to sing. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy. True, with thanksgiving, I'll be your living sanctuary for you. And I just got an inspiration just then because I lisped it. And I sang thanksuary. That's an appropriate word. I'm going to be your thanksuary. That'd be an Annabeth word, too. It would be, wouldn't it? It's from the scriptures because Hebrews chapter 13 says, By him let us offer the sacrifice of praise, giving thanks. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So we can become a thanksuary, too, as well. I'm going to put that, when I move, that's going to go above my door. You're going to print it? I'm going to get one of black letters, and I'm going to put um, I have a small prayer request. Well, okay. request for prayer coverage for, tomorrow. Um, no. no. Oh. Um, I was informed yesterday by my supervisor that I am going to be having a disciplinary verbal warning meeting, meeting tomorrow at 1 o'clock. For... Apparently, the behaviors and habits that got me in trouble, I have supposedly fallen back into them. So I am having a disciplinary meeting. It's a verbal, although it's a written as well. Um, I had already been in the thought process and asking God if Lynn Middle School is where I need to be because ever the past month and a half or so it's I've been having physical health problems okay um, we need to remember something as Christians just because things aren't going our way sometimes that, that doesn't mean that's a sign that God doesn't want you to do something okay God, God do a high five uh, no I mean because it's true. because I want to move and God said not yet okay but I want to be out of there yeah so, so you're, you're I, trying, to, trying to run forest run, you see, uh-huh. and that's maybe that's not what his his method is. That's what this whole adventures and prayer thing's about. Yeah. Let's let's find out but what I, his his mind and thoughts are, and walk with him, and all. And right. one I was going to bring up about here's how we've been praying this last week in the evenings when we get together. I call it our Jesus time together at the house. Uh, I, I just had this leading, Lord. I want to thank you for your favor. Because you promised it in your word, Psalm 5, 12. You said you'd surround me with your favor, surround us with your favor. And I want to thank you for it, Lord. I want to thank you that that I'm reaching out and I'm taking hold of that because you said it. I'm embracing it. I'm accepting your favor. 
And I fully expect it, Lord. And not only that, because you said it, it's it's contract here. I'm going to demand and command it in Jesus' name, in my life, in every situation, your favor. And I'm thanking you for my favor, that you're favoring uh, everything that we, every step of the way that we do. You says we're blessed going and blessed coming out. That means you're favoring us. Lord, I want to thank you that you're favoring us at our, in our at all levels of our family, our kinfolk around the country and the world, our church family here in Rockford, our church family elsewhere, our folks that are ministry associates around the world with us. Lord, I thank you that you're you're favoring all of us because you said it. It's your word. You said it. I, I didn't make What's it up. What's the scripture again? Psalm five twelve. So I'll I'll read it to you real quickly. Oh, I was doing my favorite this morning. We started doing, what we've been doing is the Proverbs. We, we do three chapters at night during the Jesus time. One, one of old, one of the Proverbs, and one of new. And Odola said, can we, we've been doing Proverbs for three years now. You know, Odola says, can we do the Psalms too? <laughs> so, last night we started. Guess what it says? And this is something I wanted to share tonight too. Psalms number one, verse one. Mm-mm. Blessed is the man, or the human, as the Star, Star Trek monster says, the human. Yeah. Blessed is the human that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in what? The in the law. The law. The law. You can say, instead of law, you can say word, because we don't live under law right now. We live under the word, okay? But Doesn't his, the law mean word? Literally speaking, yes. The law, there's a lot of different ways the Hebrews had of saying the word of God, and one of them was law, and one of them was statutes, which is law. And it, you know, Psalm 119 has it all in there, you know. So, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he do what? Meditate. Meditates. Remember what meditate means? No, go ahead. It. It's, it's like a cow chewing the cud. But that other translation from uh, Joshua one eight that I told you about Sunday morning, it says in his, it's, he said to Joshua, "This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night." But uh, another translation says, "But you shall recite it day and day night. night. You recite it. Let it. That's what you and the cut is coming up over and over, digesting it, so that you can know, you can know how to 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 apply that word." It says. And it says, then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. I think everybody, I'm pretty sure, everybody listening, streaming, uh, desires really to succeed at whatever they're doing, right? Whatever the call is. Wherever they're headed, they want to succeed at that, right? I mean, I know I do. You know, succeeding for Dole and I, we haven't really got hardcore and written it all out. But part of the thing is that this would be highly successful right here as a local ministry to the body of Christ, state line. You know, they're, they're, it looks like they're staying away in droves right now. Yeah. But I'm telling you, that's not going. That's not forever. Yeah. No. That's not forever, can, and not for long even. Can, can I give a confirmation to that? And I'll be brief. I used to get in trouble for being long-winded. Okay. I was cleaning the nursery and detailing everything when it was just one room almost five years ago maybe even eight years ago and I saw a picture of that other room being open and set up it was just a picture in front of my face you mean the toddler room yep the toddler room was open 
was organized. I was getting this picture of how it was supposed to look. And it looks how I saw it was supposed to look, yeah. except for the color of the chair. Yeah. And the nursery was filled with little ones. And new mamas were starting to come to the church with husbands. So there were whole families as well. Like meaning it wasn't just single moms without a husband. But it's the word I couldn't come up with yet. When I was um, mentioning it to somebody in leadership, they said, no, that's never going to happen here. And I said, God, you're God. And I just shut up. You know, I, that's yeah. my <laughs> But it, it is, the preparation is coming to fruition. Yeah, I want to say this, that that attitude, if, if that was actual leadership sanity. It was that they were on their way out. That attitude is not here. Right. Right now. Well, they were on their way out and they didn't know it. We're, we're ready for that completely to be turned around, completely. To, but I saw that picture. What, what, here's what I see. I see we already don't have enough space and parking and room here. So yours went outside of my picture, Rachel. When God gives me a picture like that, all your life that you've known me, has it never not happened? And I don't tell people, <coughs> I don't tell nobody until there's an option that there's, if there's things happening that are confirming the picture in my head. Do I boast, Rachel? It's one thing she can say about me. It's my credibility woman over there. Yeah. So. Your amen corner. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. she's known me my whole life. And she has? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't always like me her whole life. Really? <laughs> she knows me her whole life. She's coming around, right? <laughs> <laughs> she was born. She's she came around. Your spirit was hanging around a long time because, what? yeah, so the that she, I, you could be older the than more her. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> the more it's all like it. <laughs> so. We just went off on some rabbit trails, and I apologize for that. Not you. I, I was joined in on that, okay? But I, what I see already, you know, we had the CGMA convention in July here. If we had a bunch of people, normally we got a lot more of our people come to these conventions and came. Yeah. And a, a bunch of them, we got the excuse, we don't want to come up to Rockford and get shot. Oh, yeah. No, that's just the fear of the enemy. But the deal is, the fake news, did y'all know, I've noticed since I've been here three years, every time, like the guy at the bowling alley that shot those five or six people last year, that was four miles from our house. you talking about Don Carter? Yeah, the the bowling alley. And then then whenever there was the VLM stuff going on and there were uh, some young people getting killed and stuff and those little protests and stuff going on, they came to Rockford and shot their cameras on Rockford. And the whole nation, and then whenever that plant had that chemical stuff going on, uh, back, back, back in July, yeah, that plant, that was on national, national news. news. I mean, we had people call, are, are you guys okay up there? We saw it on the news. And then uh, then when the bowling out, how close are you? Did you guys get shot too? Or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that going on. And that's the time I was taking my son to work in Beloit. <laughs> <laughs> so you understand that, that with this convention, a lot of them, that was an excuse given. And then a bunch of them, uh, because we had, uh, here, here's a testimony. I took it, they appointed me in the position of being over the Central USA, six, 17, 18 states. And then there was Eastern and Western divisions. The Western had great people running it, but there's not that many people out there. And, and they were in their own ministry a lot, run all over in their own ministry. And so 
it was the smallest division. The Eastern was the huge one when I joined. East Coast, they had a guy's full-time studio guy in Nashville on the piano, and uh, and his and they promoted like crazy, and so they had all kinds of people in this thing. Well, Central was kind of in the middle, indifferent. Within four years' time, we were bigger than all the other divisions combined in the world. Oh, it's wow. the blessing of God coming forth, the favor of God coming forth, and all. So our convention, we had we had to get a place that would hold several hundred to have a convention to fit everybody. Well, the, you, you were at this, when you came to this, you were there every night helping food and different mm -hmm. things. Rachel Dwayne was at it quite a bit. Betty, ooh, these are award winners here, right? Uh, no, I, I lost by one point. Well, yeah, real close, and you, you, you guys are real close in the category. Had I gone out, had I gone out for the acapella section, I might have won something. You could have spoken a little of the Spanish, so come Acapulco, you know? <laughs> Go to Acapulco and sing Hallelujah to the Lord, you know? She a plus uh, in Spanish, she yeah. just forgot it. Yeah, so anyway, anyhow, we, you know, and, and another thing that happened here, though, I have never, I've been for 21 years, and there was a period of time I was at every single one in the world every year. I travel all over the place with these things. I have never seen a local convention like this where we had five people receive awards in the local church if it was held at. It's always people from all over the place, you know, stuff. So, never seen that, but we had fewer people than I've ever seen at one, and that excuse was given, we don't want to get shot. And, then also the Eastern has gotten so much smaller because their people, their leaders had quit and people were building it back up and it's less competition for awards. Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate mo motive right there with a lot of folks. So a bunch of our central people were at that convention this year oh, wow. and they received awards at the, the International in Branson. There was people winning awards from the Eastern Division awards who were my division. Yeah. Oh, wow. At least half of them were actually my division, but they were they went over there to win awards. They didn't come up here. I wish so. the one this. Are they having another one this July? We are. It's going to be near Richmond, Missouri, near Kansas City. Ugh. That doesn't mean you can't plan to go. That doesn't mean you can't go. It's just. And the uh, the minus bed and breakfast, I understand, they've already told us they already have a room for us. So Steve Minden is the my assistant guy for director, and they're based there, and they have a, a ranch out in the country. Oh, wow. Yeah, not Minot. And they have a, a huge basement and a huge upstairs, and I don't know how many bedrooms the place has. Oh, wow. When we had a convention there years back, they housed half of our convention people at their place. You know, yep, and you have a mother call, who will take all four of your children. They call, they call it the mine at bed and breakfast. So anyway, I'm getting off on a rabbit trail. Sorry. That's the favor of God. That is. That this, but this convention was held here. And what I was seeing during that convention, this place was filled with, with bodies in there. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. A lot of the nights, it was packed yep. out in there. Mm -hmm. I have seen that spiritually speaking. And not that I'm after that. I don't go out there and knock doors and, hey, you need to come to my church. Probably should do that, huh? <laughs> I'm not doing that or anything. But I am saying, we, hey, my wife and I pastor over here, and we'd love to see you. You want to you get closer to the Lord and all? We would be glad to help you and thrilled to pray with you. And pray, we'll pray. Let me know what you need prayer for right now, buddy. You know, that kind of thing. We'll do that. Okay. 
But we have been praying and we're saying, Father, we thank you in this Jesus time. Father, we thank you that you get your favor us in every way. You're favoring us, as it says in your word, with the heathen for our inheritance. Do y'all know how many heathen live around right here? No. Now, there's how many churches, Dwayne, on corners right here? Everywhere. In this neighborhood right here? A lot of them. Just All go, kinds of them. Just go down Pershing, there's about five of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think there, by my house. there's something like like well, 11 churches yeah, right here in this few blocks right here. Yeah, by Zion. On Pitt, there, there's hardly anyone in them. Yeah. You know, hard. They're dead. Well, no, well, you know, you no. could point the finger here. You only had 10 people or 13 people at church Sunday. No. But that I'm, not dying. I'm not going to die. We're not going to die. But they could point and accuse us of that. It's just we pray for the heathen for our inheritance. And I was sharing with you earlier that the phone message on there. At the end of it, I'll say if, if, if you're not answering the church, you need to talk to someone. Call Pastor Gary at this number. Or my beautiful bride, Pastor Dole, at this number. Well, they've been calling her number. <laughs> and there was a lady that works at this bar on the corner over here. She called and said, uh, she said, is there a problem if I come and I've got tattoos? And said, oh, no, no, no. How about if uh, if I'm in uh, blue jeans or, or jean shorts and a, and a shirt? So, oh, no, no, no problem. You know, just leave your bikini home. Come on, man. <laughs> And all, everything's fine. Not how about if I'm not? How about if I'm not perfect? You know, if I got some issues and problems. Well, I think everybody there's got a little bad lady. Come on, <laughs> you know. I got so, a lot of problems like that. Well, so we, 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 I said, she says that's what we're here for. Okay, mm -hmm. we're here. We're, you know, like a, a shepherd for sheep. You know, in a sense, or to help help folks get get through the problems. And so this lady said she's probably gonna be coming to Wednesday night service. She says I work Sundays over here, but all. She says, and I'll probably be telling some folks here to come with me. This oh, is at the bar over here. Yeah, it's the, the BJ's over there. Yeah, oh, BJ's. yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Think about that. The Lord answering, we say you favor us with the healing for our inheritance. And all. We, Lord, Lord Jesus, we thank you for, for as we lift you up, you draw them into you. And we want to praise you for as it says he promises the heathen for our inheritance and for these folks that you're just you're touching their hearts and their souls and lord we yield ourselves to be your mouthpiece we yield ourselves to be your hands and your feet lord to be those laborers to go forth across their paths and share this light of the glorious gospel so their eyes can can be seen and, Father, and here's what we prayed that night. Father God, we break the powers of darkness over Betty. That was her name, Betty. It wasn't this one. It was Betty. We break oh, the powers geez. of darkness over Betty's soul right now. And we claim her for the kingdom of God. Claim her salvation. That's what you need to pray. You got unbelievers in your periphery that you're concerned about? That's how you need to pray. Dad Hagen showed that Jesus himself had appeared to him, was talked to him, and he was asking him some questions about that. And Jesus said, here's what you need to do. I provide, he Jesus said, I provide everything in my word that you need, could ever need down there. You need to exercise faith in my word. He says, uh, I have given you all authority. Remember I said, all authority is given to me in heaven and earth, and I gave it to you, right? He says, you need, it says in, in 1 Corinthians, the God of this world who knows what his name is. Okay. Lucifer, right, the devil. The God of this world has blinded the minds of those who believe not, lest they should see the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus. Where is that? First Corinthians. First Corinthians. First Corinthians. I'm trying to remember. 
or second rent the first or second just pick one <laughs> I, I, think, oh, I think it's in chapter 8 or 9 <laughs> pick one okay get, get your phone and type it in the God of this world is blind of the minds you know but he says the Lord Jesus said this to, to Brother Hagin the God of this world is blind of their minds and that they should should not see the light of the glorious gospel because you break the power you exercise your authority in me in Christ what exercise your said? authority in me and break the powers of darkness over their soul because that's who's blinding their eyes okay break the powers of darkness over their soul and then at that point because that power is broken you've issued and proclaimed it he says you claim their salvation and their deliverance from the powers of darkness you what is it. the scripture tell me it. it's for, it's first corinthians no, it's no, no. first or second corinthians Eight or nine. Eight or nine. It's hold on. Yes. Hold I'm on. asking for words. Okay. Not oh, where. She's Googling it. Okay. In whom the God of this world has blinded the mind of those who believe not. Blinded the mind. Okay. I got it. Not. It's in the Corinthian, one of the two Corinthians. He's blinded the minds of those who don't believe, lest they should see the light of Jesus. Okay. Okay. Of the gospel. And that's what you're doing. You're breaking the powers of darkness over their soul and commanding the powers of darkness to take their hands off them. And then you claim their salvation, their deliverance from the powers of darkness. And you praise at that point, Jesus said, you begin to praise me for that, for their salvation. And then the word talks about this in Hebrews chapter 2. The angels of God are sent forth, Hebrews 2, 122 or 2.1, I think, somewhere there. It says that uh, uh, angels are who are angels? Are they not uh, ministering spirits sent forth to minister in behalf of those who are heirs of salvation? Darn it. Each, each of you and me, as King's kids, we have we have one main angel assigned to us, but there's a crew actually assigned to us. And so what you do is you he says, Jesus said to Brother Hagin, here's what you do. You say, Angels of God ministering in my behalf hearken to the voice of his word it says in psalm 104 they hearken to the voice of his word hearken to the voice of god's word and go forth i'm dispatching you by the word of god to bring laborers across their path that they'll receive from because yes. you realize something that there, there are people you know who will not receive from you right mm -hmm. for for whatever reason you know it says that, that a prophet's not with honor but in his own household his own town Maybe they're too familiar with you. You know that saying, familiarity breeds contempt, right? Yes. Or a lack of honor, right? So they might not receive from you, but you know what? There's someone they will receive from. They'll listen to. And that's what he was saying. The angels to bring laborers across their paths that they will listen to and receive from. In Jesus' name, and Lord, I thank you and praise you. I call them saved from this moment. I call them king's kids from now on. And no matter, he said, no matter what they do before your eyes, what Doesn't they say matter. in your presence, you continue to claim their salvation in their soul. Just keep praising God for their salvation. And, and brother, he, he had an older brother named Dub that was a wild child. Dub, you know, brother Hagen had grown up uh, uh, near death all his life. He, he was deformed in his heart and stuff like that. He was, he was a, a sickly child growing up. And at 15, he died in the bed of his grandparents' bedroom, his grandparents' home. And as he was, here's his testimony. He said, I, I, I came out of my body like coming out of a glove. That's the way it is. Your spirit, your real being 
is in this earth suit like a glove. He came, he said, I came out of it and I began to head down, 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 down. He said, I could see the fires of hell down below me. And he said, I began to realize where I was heading because he had never got born again, he never got saved. And as he's going down, he began to scream, God, I've been baptized. Well, that doesn't get you saved. Should be a sign you've got to save me. I've been baptized. I'm a member of the Baptist Church. I'm a member of the youth group at the church. No answer. No answer. <coughs> His mother, who was saved, was up there, and they said she stopped traffic for three blocks around with her top of her voice screaming to God for her son. And he, he said that happened to him once, and he said all of a sudden he, he was headed down toward it, and all of a sudden something started pulling him back up, and he's going back up, and he goes back into his body on the bed. He's just like going, leaping into a glove. And he said, uh, I was there for a few minutes, and he told her, Grandma was holding him. He says, Granny, I'm dying. I'm dying. I know, son. I know, son. And then it happened again. He he's goes back out, and he's starting to go down again. He's screaming at the top of his lungs, God, I've been baptized. What's up? <laughs> I'm a member of First Baptist. What's up? And then it happened again. His mom was screaming at the top of her lungs. He goes back up. The third time, a verse from his Sunday school teacher comes to him and says, you must be born again. And he says, God, whatever that means, let me be born again. I believe in Jesus as my Savior right now. And he said at that moment, he went back in. He, he suddenly is coming back in and goes back in his body. And he says to Grandma, Granny, I'm not going to die now. She thought he was mean right then, but she meant I'm never going to die ever. I'm going to heaven now. But anyway, he went back in there. He was born again. Then he starts to leave his body again, but he's going up this time, and he sees angels. What a testimony. Mm -hmm. What a testimony. No wonder, no wonder the guy was, was so... Sold out. So practicing of God's presence. And words. Yeah. He, 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 like... Every, I've, I've been listening to a lot of his stuff lately, and um, he, he has... On YouTube, more sermons on the power of words. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, at nighttime, before you go to sleep, you ask God to forgive you for any wicked words you said about anybody. You get right with God before you go to sleep you every night. your sins to the Lord, yep. He always said, stay in fellowship with God. Here, here's something I want to recommend to you. you got a smart, everybody's got a smartphone, right? I recommend, well, get a smartphone. <laughs> I recommend get your YouTube app. Type in at the search bar, Kenneth E. Hagen, mm -hmm. and there'll be a bunch of stuff. I, I typed it up the other day because for some reason all my stuff went off, and I was looking for it again. I typed it up, and he pops up, and there was um, his entire set of messages. And one thing, I hit that. The authority of the believer is one of the favorite of most everybody in the world. The authority of the believer, awesome, awesome stuff. Teaching about who you are, if you're a king's kid. Important stuff. Yep. He, he was... He's still alive, okay? I'm speaking past tense. I shouldn't be. He's still, Kenneth Hagin is still alive? In heaven. Oh, okay. Okay. He's having a gay, just, gay old time up there. He's Arden. just not here. He's not on this earth. I wish he was. That was 2003. But you know, the people have faithfully, I, I, I went back to things that he preached in 1950, is on video, 55, 54. I was like, wow, he hasn't changed a bit. The same word he was doing back then, same powerful word of God. He was doing it back then. Back then he was doing it, he was doing it when he died, the day he died. Or the few days before he died. And he shared all that with us. It's close to us. 
uh, this practicing the presence, that's what we started off in this Adventures in Prayer. The Lord had said to me, you need to keep to begin to practice the presence of the Lord all the time. Not just when the kids aren't screaming at you. <laughs> not, not when the TV's not blaring you at you oh, with some okay. bad news, fake news of some kind. You, know, you need to practice His presence. That's why I don't really watch it. All the time. You know, how do you practice His presence? <laughs> That's a good example right there. <laughs> yes. When when the windshield excuse me, when the windshield got busted by the hood of the blue van, before I left my house, I felt like I was supposed to use my trip from here to Freeport to pray in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I was just a singing. Now, any other time, I'd have flipped that van. I'd have freaked out. I had 18-wheelers coming after me. I'd have flipped that van. Perfect peace. Look around. Mm-hmm. Who's around? God was good. I, when I posted the pictures on my my FB page, I said, I think my angel was on overtime. Mm-hmm. They're on overtime all the time, believe me. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but for me, usually, I'd have flipped it. That didn't happen this time. I had just glass dust in my eyes and a few shards in my nostril and in my face and in my shirt. But God was gracious to me. Sister Glass face. (laughs) (laughs) I will shine. But by the glory of God, not by me. But no, I mean, truthfully, any other time, I would have lost all sense of safety. And I didn't. It is the grace of God. Yeah. It is the grace of God. How many, I know I've had it a number of times. Well, the time, you're maybe not aware of it, that in 1981, I'm in Bible college at the time, and a drunk driver, I was in Tulsa and driving to my home in Broken Arrow, the east side, and uh, I go through the intersection, a drunk driver and his brother had stolen mom and dad's pickup truck, but they were they could barely stand up, they were so drunk. And they roared off at 75 miles an hour down the road. Ran uh, and this is 59th West Avenue, 51st Street intersection. I'm going to 51st. Went into the intersection. They came up over the hill at 75 miles an hour and deboned me in my driver's side. And it 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 totaled the car. I saw a picture of the car. I thought, man, what mercy from heaven! I saw that car. How did I get? How did I get out of that thing in one piece? Or even alive or anything? Mm-hmm. Just tore to pieces Just and the grace of God. They they said that I was. The, the, the doctor said zero chance of survival. Called my, uh, they called. They had the trooper call my folks in Arizona to inform them of the bad news. And uh, my mother is a prayer warrior extraordinary. Even to this day, at 78 years old, she is the prayer warrior foundation of our entire clan of the Robinette clan. That's the name of her family. We're out of out in Arizona. And uh, when I when I have need, that's yes, that's who I call. Not this, not Ghostbusters. Feel free to my give mama. her my name. <laughs> I'll give you my first, middle, and last name. Please feel free. She, she has been, she has been lifting up the family here. Okay. Wonderful. Because I told her, I said, I need. We really need some buffering and some reinforcement spiritually here. So, but she's prayer work extraordinary. And she said, she said I would. She said I got on the Royal Telephone. There's that song in the hymn book, the Royal Telephone. 
She said, I got on that rail telephone with Jesus, and she said, when I hung the phone up with the Lord, I knew he wasn't going to die. The doctor said it, but I knew he wasn't. <laughs> and what they had said, she told the doctor, uh, Dr. Dr. Stinson, I think he was one of the top neurosurgeons in the region of the country. Uh, Dr. Stinson, we're going to pack up and be right there. They're in Phoenix, which is 21-hour drive away from Tulsa. We're gonna, we'll be right there. And he said, Miss Warlick, I'm not supposed to talk to you this way, but listen, um, he's too badly damaged. He's, we don't know how he's even alive now. He made it from the ambulance, from the site to here in the ambulance. We don't know how this happened. But he said, uh, we're going to send him to you. You need to make arrangements for his, for his final arrangements there, okay? And she said, I got off the phone, got on the royal telephone again, and they started packing. And they got up and they, they stopped in Amarillo, Texas, which is a little over halfway, called the hospital again, and they, they said to her, Miss um, Warlock, we're not sure what's going on here. I believe we don't know what's going on here. Maybe you know, but we don't know. Uh, it looks like he just he just might live. She's like, Ah, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and he says, However, Hmm. Uh, yeah, second, second biggest word in the Bible, <laughs> B-U-T, but, right? However, uh, his brain was so badly damaged that he, we can guarantee this, he'll be a vegetable the rest of his life because it was so badly messed up and scrambled inside there. Hmm. That you need to, she said, you need to continue to make arrangements just for some kind of long-term care. That's how come you need it, a pastor to love? Because you're yeah. unscrambled. Yeah. <laughs> She's the unscrambled, right? She's the unscrambled, right? Those words can be very powerful yeah. for the for positive, too. Yeah. But Jesus. But, yeah. This is coming on. But, but Jesus. God. Or but, yeah. yeah. But God. Yeah. yeah. She, she said that we, uh, he told us that, and we, we held hands together and got on the rail telephone. Came on in Tulsa when they got there. I was up walking around. Mm -hmm. intensive care hooked up and stuff tubes in my lungs so they were punctured um, the senior pastor where I had gone on staff um, to do bus ministry children he had come down there that night and uh, he walks and he, he's, his wife was having false labor for their son okay so praise God for false labor he was at that same hospital he's the same hospital uh, which is downtown Tulsa. No one ever went there but the, the <laughs> poorest of the poor, I guess. But he was down there. And uh, he sees it on the TV. Does anybody know who this young man is? You know, they had my license on that. He says, oh, I know who he is. He goes up to ICU. He walks in there and yeah, he, he says, uh, and, the, and the neurosurgeon's walking past. He says, who are you and what are you doing here? He didn't have no suit on or nothing like that. Who are you what are you doing here? Uh, he says, I'm, I'm looking for Gary Warlick. Well, he's here, but what are you doing here? He goes, I'm, I'm his pastor. Oh, okay, well, he's right over here. He said he walked over there, and I'm laying in this ICU bed. He said, you had tubes. Your face was ripped open like this. There's still a little scar right there. Ripped open like that, and you had tubes going in your lungs, and he said your bones were broken and sticking out in your arms and legs and stuff. And he said you were torn to pieces, and so the doctor is just talking to him, and and he said, what are you here for, Reverend? Well, I'm going to pray for him. Well, okay, I'll let you do that, but it won't do any good. Mm. Because it's not possible. You can do whatever you want. It's not possible for him to live. His brain is so badly damaged from this impact. 
and you look at all the broken bones and the lungs and all that stuff, it's not possible you can live. And he said that he, he said, I knew, I agreed with you, according to Matthew 18, 18 through 20. He said, you're only 19 years old. You're not ready to go yet. So he said, I laid my hands on you. And he had the power of God as a, a healing evangelist anyway, already this guy did. And he laid his hands and he said, right in front of everybody. He said, your head starts doing like this. Like the big head, you know, and it starts going down. And he said, bones start going in place like that. And skin and legs and all that. And start, you start breathing. He said, you start breathing again. No problem. And he said, it was freaking everybody. They're all running all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what the heck is going on here? So maybe that's what they were talking about. Miss Warlick, maybe you know what's going on. So anyway, that apparently that changed their mind about the survival. Here, you know? But then they said, you'll be a vegetable the rest of your life. And no, you're not. My folks right here. Overseas, you know, Calabas. You, you, you're talking, so you're not a What is Calabas in Spanish? Get your Spanish stuff out, Rachel. Calabasa is squash. It means squash. So when I'm overseas where they can understand Spanish and stuff. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? What's up, <laughs> so anyway, I, I would tell people in the, in the thing, the doctor overseas where they can understand Spanish, they said, the doctor said I would be a calabaza the rest of my life. They all laugh and laugh. You're going to be a squash the rest of your life. Yeah, calabaza. I said, however, looky here. I said, look at me. I said, this calabaza has three little tomates at my house. <laughs> little kids, you know. So they all laugh and get a kick out of that. But there's a testimony that really strikes people and hits them about the power of God. So anyway, how did you get off on that rabbit trail, baby? I don't know. That's not a rabbit know. trail. You That's very it. applicable. You was testifying because she hadn't heard it. Oh, okay. Catering <laughs> 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 the peanut gallery over here. Hey, I'm Junior <laughs> Peanut over here, so. She's absorbing all of that. Okay. I'm the what? <laughs> so anyway. And, and that is all, that's all an adventure in prayer. You realize that? My mama, she got before the Lord. There's this, they, they talk about it in the Old Testament. Have you ever seen where it talks about someone grabbed the horns of the altar? Mm-hmm. You know, when, when the, they were trying to rebel against King Solomon <laughs> and even King David. King Solomon, uh, Joab, or Joab and, and those guys against King David, they were trying to get a rebellion going. And David finds out about it, and Joab and the guys run to the temple, and they run and grab the horns of the altar. They what did. that was was it was meant. I'm pleading for mercy. Mm-hmm. I'm pleading for mercy. So that's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> She's thinking. I'm pleading for mercy is what that meant. No, but the king has given the scepter. Yeah. But we Fresh. have to touch the we scepter. Touch it. Yeah. He's already got it Esther. extended. Yeah. So we can touch it. Yep. Mm-hmm. The throne of grace. Oh my gosh. See? Ooh, let's go. <laughs> he already. He, he, what did my My peace I leave with you. God knows how to take care of his people. Yep. His, his kids. <laughs> his children. His children. That's and what he who touches. King's kids. Mm-hmm. Here, it's like they touch the, and you know God built in where our eyes are automatically. If you, if you motion too much toward your eye, that eye shuts. Yeah. Involuntarily, but it's voluntarily. Yeah. The message for the for this age: God takes care of His people. Yep. 
So, what, me worry? <laughs> All right, Alfred. Alfred, you charge Alfred, you knew Mad Magazine, Alfred, you knew what, me worry? Or in the words of Star Trek, shut up, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> so, King's Kids, to get it, I, I'm thinking the message of tonight for Adventures in Prayer is that you have someone in Jesus came to show us this person because the Jewish people to to them God was this magnificent being that when he showed up in the middle of them he was on a mountaintop and there was flame and thundering and, and it says they were scared they were messing their diapers all kinds of stuff like that going on they were so freaked out by the presence of God because they were unused to it because you know what he didn't have a right to come inside of them. Y'all know that? Yep. That hmm. that's this practice the presence of the Lord. He didn't have the right legally. And and God is very, very legalistic. He follows his own laws. He to can't the break T. Them. He can't break them because that would be breaking his character, his person. That's that. why he had to send Jesus. Jesus had to have he what is the word he for fulfilled. what is the word for dirt? Humus. humus. That's how a human. We and and for Jesus to legally come to this earth, he had to put on. Do you have a dirt? Yeah, you had to have a dirt body, a dirt bag. Yeah, that's dirt a good bag. Way. A dirt bag. That's, yeah. that's that's the carcass you live in. Is it's dirt. If dirt you bag, take the water out, head. it's a whole lot of dirt. These okay? words minerals and stuff. Dirt bag, me yeah. head. Yeah. Well, that's that's to give you a proper picture of what God has said about stuff. You know, I'm not arguing. Yeah, that's gives you a proper picture. I heard it. We don't we don't want to be no meathead, right? Meathead. <laughs> no meatheads. Okay. So anyway, to to set the whole message. In the seventies sense, I'm I'm a meathead. Yeah, I like meat. Well, <laughs> no, I was thinking of all the family. What chapter in Psalms are we? In? Psalm one one. Yes. This is. This would be a good one to put up on your mirror in your bathroom or on your fridge or whatever, print it out. Uh, blessed is the man who walked. This morning, I'm, I'm awake at 5 o'clock-ish or something like that, and I couldn't go to sleep, so I start, my mind starts going back through these scriptures. And Psalm 1-1, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. You realize each of those three people that he's talking about there are enemies of God, basically. Enemies of spirituality, enemies of heaven. Because none of those things happen in heaven, right? What's the Greek They're not word for scornful? I, I, would, I don't know. I, I don't have a Greek encyclopedia up here, but we can look it up on the internet. I was first. just really curious about that. Would that be Hebrew? That'd be Hebrew. Hebrew here. too? Hebrew. Scornful. Uh, in the Proverbs, it talks about scorners, how they have no part with God. They're not part of the spiritual kingdom. It talks about that. Scorners uh, is a murmurer gone to seed. Do you know what a murmur is? They're griping and complaining about everything. You know, the Hebrew. Why does this oh, always have to happen to why, me? Why is, no, why is our body always picking on me? That's a murmur. Okay. I, I got was it. That danger? Feeling or expressing contempt or duration. What I always think of is from the Lilliputian cartoon, yeah. the guy that was always saying, It'll never work. Yeah. I know it won't. Does that, have to, does that move over 
with grumbling. The verse, you know, do all things without grumbling and complaining. Yeah, exactly. Does that move into like video games, competitive sports? When you get put on the sideline and you're not a good sport about it, and you just start to complain against the coach well, or things, is that, that a that's murmuring? That's murmuring. Yes. All right. But the scorn, the scorning is the murmuring would be the passive. Uh, maybe negative side of complaining. The scorning is the positive, aggressive, complaining in your face. You know, uh, trying to get your way in, in a negative way. Okay, don't sit in. So the three three positions here. I was meditating. The Lord says there's three oh. positions I'm against here to to walk in the counsel of the ungodly, the word of the ungodly, to to stand in the way of sinners. And sit in the seat of the scornful. Scornful is anybody, arrogant person, talking against God and His Word. And or against, against the believers. Against believers, anything like Yes, I, the devil's scornful. I got it. Okay. Um, so the root word for scornful is first used in the 14th, late 14th century. The adjective scornful originates from the old French word escarn, meaning mockery, derision, or contempt. Yeah, contempt. Um... That's the opposite of honoring, is to be contemptible, to have contempt for someone. Instead of honoring, instead of honoring the Lord, you have contempt for The seed of the scornful, you know? Because in my situation, it's very easy. Like, I woke up for the second time with no heat in the house. And God keeps telling me, you need to pray for your landlord. But how do I pray for him? I don't like him. Yeah. You said I have to love him, but I don't like him. Uh, well, but God says you have to. And what does that mean? That means you can choose, right, baby? Yeah. You can choose, right? You can choose to love him. Um, love. love. You know, we're, we're going to, to start a February, continue with Becoming a True Worshiper Sunday, the next four Sundays. But the, the subtitle will be The Love Connection. Why is there a love connection? Because the kingdom of Jesus Jesus, what, did he, what was his one command? He says, a new command I give, that you love one another. This is how men will know you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. Right? The first commandment is what? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. The second commandment is, love you neighbor. shall love your neighbor like who? Yourself. Yourself. Well, I don't hopefully, like me too good either. You love, you love yourself enough to put food in your mouth, stay alive, right? Actually, God said if you really hated yourself, then go ahead and die to yourself and come home to me. Yeah. In, in a sense, that's true, yeah. Because I really did have contempt for me. I, I was so mad at God that I lived. I was supposed to die when I was... Twice, when I was six weeks old and eight weeks old, I was supposed to die. My guts came out of my body from stem to sternum. I was supposed to be dead. I said, why did you let me live? My mama didn't study on anything else, but he stu she studied on this stupid thing, pyloric stenosis, and told the doctor what was the matter of me. Why didn't you just let me come back to glory? And God said, you got a reason. He said, if you if you really hate yourself that much, then crucify your flesh. Yep. I like Die. the Lord. He stood it up. Serious, <laughs> 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 but it, it it goes with this because up until just 2022, my very first female mentor in the universe said to me, "Why don't you just be 
the child of God that you are, she messaged it to me. I'm messenger. She lives in Oklahoma, or in Augusta. But I had scorn that was so intensely deep when I first met you. I'm not that woman anymore that you first met. I'm a new kind of trouble. Yeah. The devil. Trouble for the devil. Right? Yeah. The tr- he's gonna be really a sorry. Devil he gave me, Uh-huh. Because he 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 he's gonna be really sorry. He gave me the son-in-laws. He gave me. Because mm-hmm. now I, I'm fi- I'm finding out that I'm supposed to learn how to pray. Mm-hmm. And that there's steps to it. And then there's lining up with the nature of God and the character of God. So now I go to Luke and I read with Brian and Luke about how Jesus treated people. Because I used to be really mean. <laughs> I'm glad you could like break <laughs> To destroy the works of the evil, and that destruction is slowly it's coming. Yeah. Slowly. But it's like, oh, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord that has let God love me. The more I see Him mm-hmm. instead of who I'm not. Okay. We don't have to worry about you testifying, do we? No. <laughs> you know, the, I, no shortage. And I overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. And I love not my life even unto death. Now, I have a commitment on Wednesday night. We go from 6.30 to 7.30. It's coming close to that time, well, right? No, no, I'm, I'm just going to say this. We have, I want to give you a homework assignment. Oh, boy. It's not school. It's a school of the Bible, so to speak, but it's, yes. it's not school. A homework assignment. I want you to either get your computer and print it out, or write it out in your hand, in your own hand. Psalm one, one through three, all the verses, three little verses. And I want you. What to are you laughing at, Mom? Memorize the verses. You want something funny? I've already got. It's done. Blessings, Rachel. The Okay. Okay. Here's here's the assignment. Take that and take 15 minutes each day. Get your alarm thing, the stop clock out or whatever, and take 15 minutes and begin to, as it says here, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law does he meditate day and night. Remember that other translation said of Joshua that he recites it day and night. The word, right? You recite the word so you can see how to do the word and then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success so I want you to do that and begin to speak it out loud all three verses together blessed is the man that walks not in the council the ungodly or stands in the way of sinners or sits and sees the scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord what does delight mean does anybody know enjoy just what I had because I delight where Rachel's headed yeah (laughs) (laughs) truthfully a, a delight a delight means that you're being, you're very, you're very focused, and your being is set on whatever that is. You you delight in Lucas. I have to focus on that during my during my meeting tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I got representation though. Yeah. Our union president's gonna be here. And so is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, 
Rachel, we're going to declare together, according to God's word, that that's, you're surrounded with favor. Yes. And okay. self-confidence. You're surrounded with favor in that situation. And here's what your assignment is, oh. to speak that with your mouth and thank the Lord, Father God. Um, thank you. I speak favor to my meeting, my appointment today. In the name of Jesus, according to your word. I mean, that's that gets his... That gets the ear of God. He says, let's reason together. And Isaiah said, come, let's reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet and all that, they'll be white as wool. But he's saying, put my word before me. That, you're kind of like in a courtroom. You're putting the word before him. That's his law. Putting the word. So, Father God, I'm thanking you. I'm speaking your favor because you said it in your word. Psalm 512. Speaking your favor to my knee. And I'm thanking you for your favor surrounding every aspect of the meeting in Jesus' name. Praise you for that, okay? We don't we don't we don't have to get on our knees and ball and squall and pray over that. You take God's word and thank him for his word working in your behalf. Okay? And it doesn't and I'm gonna say this, this this was a, a revelation to me. I've had the angels of the Lord say things to me in the past. And because I have come up in the Pentecostal Assembly of God ranks, we equate the Lord with our emotion so much. And maybe maybe you guys... Are well, that explains quite a few things over no, the past we, few years. We, we do. No, we do. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. We equate God talking to us. Everything of our life, we equate that's the Lord if we feel good emotionally about that. Or if oh, you're bawling your I guts feel out. Lord, you know. And you know what? That Hagen, one of the biggest things he shared with me was, it doesn't matter what you feel about this. If God said this, this is the way it's to be. Mm-hmm. This is what you're to act on oh. and act as if it's the truth no matter how you feel about it. There have been times that, that I realized it was one of God's, my, maybe my guardian angel telling me something. And at, the, at that moment, I was like, well, that can't be God. I didn't feel anything. Flat child. Done? No, no, not yet. No. Just hold on just a minute. I didn't, Lord, I didn't feel, that can't be you. I didn't feel you. Well, and he let me know, you don't have to feel anything. Just have to hear I said it. behind yeah. you that says this is the way walking. This is the word, yeah. That's exactly Psalm 32. That's it. Right there. Psalm 32 is where that's from. I remember being in a service and the pastor says, let me step out of the pulpit. And he stepped sideways out of the pulpit. And yeah. he said, don't you miss your blessing by demanding that God works the way you think he yeah. should work. Yeah. God works. It's his work. Trust in God. No, we can't trust in God. Mm-hmm. we can trust in God. One last little tidbit before we leave. Ephesians chapter 6. <laughs> One last little tidbit. A little tidbit. Put on the whole armor. It, it talks about put on the whole armor of God, but that ends up with this verse. And, you know, we put on all these parts of the armor. He says, uh, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word, the rhema of God, the, mm-hmm. the word spoken. Praying always with all prayer, and the meaning in the in the Koine Greek is all kinds of prayer, mm-hmm. all kinds of prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication 
for all, all saints. saints. So all kinds of prayer. It's It would be as if, oh, yeah, I know sports. Yeah, I can play sports. Let's play some sports. And so someone pulls out a football, but you try to play football with baseball rules. Now think about that. How would that work you out? Can't you can't score a home run with a football. <laughs> but why? Because it's different. There are different guidelines for it, right? There's not a home run plate to run over, right? You got to get over a goal line and that thing they knock over after the winning the game, right? The goalpost. You got to. So there's the rules of football. There's the rules of baseball. There are rules of golf, and they will not work in between with each other, right? You got a ball with a lot of different sports, but it doesn't work the same. The same with prayer. There's all kinds of prayer. Okay, the high, I'm telling you, the highest form of prayer is prayer.